0: you are listening to episode 24 of the Baywatch podcast. My name is Mrs. Span and I'm joined by my lovely husband, Mr. Span. Say what's up to the people. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing?
1: God damn dog. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't did not see that one coming. And I should have what episode is this? <laughs> <All> right, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. What she said. Um uh, episode twenty four, the Baywatch podcast, man. Uh, you know, my wife just introduced the both of us. I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> Just threw me the fuck off. Just threw my whole shit off. Yeah, it's episode 24, y'all. What's going on? Uh, We are here uh, to do this whole uh, Baywatch podcast thing, and we're going to be reviewing episode 7, the series finale of uh, The Tiger King. We have come to the end of this crazy-ass saga, and um, yeah, we're going to wrap this shit up here, B, but... Before we do that, of course, I got to remind y'all how to get in touch with us over here at the Baywatch Podcast, let your voice be heard, or as my wife would say, talking fine print. Uh, go ahead and hit us up at the hotline at area code 313 485 That's area code 313 485 Leave us those voicemail messages. Those messages will get played here on the show, responded to in kind. You can also email us here at feedback at the at spare That's feedback at the spare report.com. Uh, leave us those emails, and those emails will get read here live on the show as well. Uh, follow us on Twitter. well follow me on twitter and instagram my name on both of those platforms is mr underscore span and they can follow you where baby
0: at podcast bay on twitter
1: yes indeed yes indeed go ahead and do that follow my wife on these twitter streets also hit us up on our website at www.thespanreport.com. uh You know, you can listen to... Well, you can listen to the podcast there, but you can also leave comments there. Uh, You can vote in the polls there when we decide to put those don't don't joints up. Uh, You can donate to the show as often as you like, as much as you like. And, of course, we appreciate every dime over here at the Spare Report Podcast Network. I'm going to have to do this shit faster. Uh, Also... uh, yeah, man, hit us up with a five star review on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. Those five star views are the ones that get right here live on the show. Uh, we really appreciate everybody who goes about that business and doing that. Uh, it really does help us out. And like, you know, let everybody else know why y'all rocking with us over here at the Baywatch Podcast and the spirit Report Podcast Network, man. Real talk. But like I said, this is episode seven of the uh of the uh the Tiger King, man. We are at the end of this. And um uh, off top, gotta ask you, babe. Um, how did you feel about this, 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 you know, the finale or whatever? Like, did you feel like everything happened the way it was supposed to?
0: I mean, yes and no.
1: Mm.
0: Like, well, yes and no. But because, like, this is, like, rather recent, this whole situation. Like, Joe, like, I think this, uh, Joe Exotic was sentenced in January of this year.
1: Okay. I know he got, like, 22 years.
0: Yeah, like, he was sentenced sentenced in January of this year so it's not like we could really wrap it up any other way than saying like yeah this person's in jail and these people are out of jail yeah so i mean i guess
1: yeah i think um i think for the most part this this is a story that will continue to kind of evolve a bit i don't think this is the end of it we may get updates to this later on um because i don't think that all of the people who were involved in this will stay free um, hopefully not. I, I say that. Yes. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, all of the people who are free right now, who really probably shouldn't be, find their asses locked up too. Yeah. Um, Joe Exotic is not the only one who deserves to be locked up, and so, um, and at least that's what I've gotten from watching this particular series. Um, a couple other things too that I kind of want to talk about was uh, some of the other like ancillary stories that have popped up around uh, this show. Yeah. Uh, and people's reactions to them. One of the things I uh, I thought was interesting was the fact that Shaquille O'Neal actually had to say something on his podcast about his appearance on this show. Oh, people were giving sh- Shaq shit about being like they thought that him and Joe Exotic were friends and stuff, and that he was buying tigers from Joe Exotic. Mm. And he had to go on his podcast and say like, you know, I've been to the park a couple times. He's like, I like tigers. I donate to like the conservation of tigers, but I don't own any tigers. Mm-hmm. And I've been to that park a couple times. I didn't know all of the other other shit was going on at the park. Mm. He actually had to say that. People were like, yo, we gonna really let Shaq slide on this? Like, what the fuck else y'all really gonna do about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. you don't really... Like, he just showed up in this, you know... And I'm sure he probably wasn't the only famous person or semi-famous person that, like, maybe showed up at that park that was interested in seeing tigers. But, like... I mean, Doc
0: Antle worked with uh, Britney Spears.
1: I mean shit doc ansel was on fucking jay leno like yeah <laughs> like nobody's calling up jay leno hey, D- hey jay leno man what the fuck bro like nobody's doing they might.
0: well it doesn't really matter jay leno's
1: done but <laughs> well yeah but i'm just saying like you know the fact that shack showed up and then like people are on twitter like yo we need to hold shack accountable hold him accountable for what man like this is just like this. We're in a weird time right now. Like, everyone wants to hold other people accountable for shit that's like, what are we, we, we holding them accountable for again?
0: Right. And I bet you most of those people that, are like, we need to hold them accountable, they probably been to Universal Circus. They probably been a the non black circus. I don't
1: know what that's called. It used to be, what was that, Ringling Brothers and Barnum. Yeah, and like, yeah. They, they
0: probably been to that. Or they've been to a zoo. Or they've been, you know, to
1: somewhere where they have live animals doing things. It's just weird, man, like, listening to people on social media, t- like, that, that holding them accountable shit, it's just kind of weird, like, man, he went to a park, bro, like, what are we talking about right now? Right. So that's one of the things I saw kind of pop up, uh, you know, kind of around this story. Uh, the other thing was, like, people uh, casting, like, there's supposed to be, like, an actual mini-series, like, dra- dramatization of this.
0: And I don't want that. You don't want that? No, no.
1: I don't know I might check
0: it out. I don't
1: want it <laughs> I might check it out. I don't know I, who knows if if it even really happens but I know that's there's been talks around that and you know folks have been trying to like figure out who would be the best cast persons for, like who who would be best cast in different roles for the people that have appeared in this series um the other thing that I thought was interesting was the fact that uh Saf was transsexual Trans, I'm not, I'm transgender. Sorry, transgender I'm sorry transgender. And they there was an article that I saw yesterday where they were talking about, um, they were talking about her being trans or him being trans, and they she, they kept being misgendered.
0: He kept being misgendered.
1: Okay, he kept being misgendered. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure, you know, the pronouns. Well, if they
0: out. use they them is usually like. They don't identify with one specific gender, or okay. they're non-binary. Okay. I, I So I'm, if Saf is a transgender man, most likely he goes by he him. Okay.
1: I got you. I, I, I we, we we right here. <laughs> we right here. <clears throat> it gets. I mean, I know it gets we, like we right here. But, I, I, but the thing is, they were talking about him being transgender and or uh, misgendered. Yeah. And like. I was under no impression like I I had no clue that that's what the situation was they didn't even mention it in the in the series at all and mostly when we when we talked about him on the show like we automatically just said her because like it just looked like you know a woman and somebody in my comments like it just looked like a really rough woman
0: I mean I was I thought he was just a stud you know just a little you know
1: yeah that's that's you know what i pretty much that's how i kind of figured it out. i was like you know maybe this is a, a lesbian woman a stud woman or whatever and i just left it at that but like yeah apparently that's a, a trans woman or a trans man and you know everyone's been misgendering this person the entire time because we didn't know mm. and that, there was a whole ass article written about that yeah so
0: sorry yeah to you saf
1: yeah and, uh, yeah, so those are, the, like, some of the, uh, the the ancillary surrounding stories around this. But we're going to get into Episode 7. And, like, yo, basically shit hits the fan, man. Like, uh, Joe is put away for quite some time. I think, like I said earlier, uh, they sentenced Joe Exotic to, like, 22 years in prison for... Um... It wasn't necessarily just the, the plot to kill Carol Baskin. They started pulling up the fact that, like, they started pulling up the like the remains of 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 dead tigers in the park, and they were talking about him like shooting these animals to kill them, and they were using that as like a way to um, like put the nail in the coffin, so to speak, into the case. Now they were talking about this. they were using this because they didn't necessarily believe that the 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 plot to kill Carol Baskin, like they murder don't believe that would, yeah, the murder for Hire. They, they don't think that that would have held. Um, what did you think about that tactic of well, we we don't know if we're gonna really be able to hold them on this, but we can get them on this, you know, killing these animals thing.
0: Mm, I
1: mean, because he talked about them being euthanized and they were sick and everything.
0: Oh, oh. That makes me sad. (laughs) It makes me so sad. But I don't really know how to feel because it's like part of me is like, damn, like they just really, really sticking it to Joe. But then the other part of me is like, well, should they be? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it sucks that dude really just got set up. Yeah. To take the fall for all this all this shit that was going on that he really wasn't alone in. He may have been like, he may have done some fucked up stuff, but dang.
1: Yeah, like, um, that's the thing. And that's the, I think we kind of left the last episode like that where you look at, you almost feel sorry for Joe and the fact that, like, you know, he's got a lot of shady characters around him. I and mean, and also, he is a shady character. Right. But the point that I'm making is like, yeah, he's got a lot of shady characters around him. He's a shady character himself, but I think.
0: He's not the shadiest he's of not them the, all.
1: Not, not even the shadiest. I think not even. I, I would almost say not the brightest. No. Yeah,
0: he's not. You know what
1: I'm saying? Like, like, like not the brightest. Aloof. And I think to a large degree, he might have, like, to some. Well, i think he was taken advantage of to some you know to some degree he's got his part taken away from him he's in jail for these things and the people around him were doing much of the same things that he was and yet he's the one that's locked up for 22 years right now and everybody's just like kind of sitting out and you know doing whatever the fuck it is that they do yeah and so um one of the things that like you know we kind of left on the last episode was like we both think that joe uh not joe jeff jeff lowe is a shady motherfucker yeah, he's terrible. He's a shady motherfucker. And um the other part the other part about it was like Jeff and um James Garrison, all these J names. Jeff and James kinda got together plotting against Joe to get that park away from him. And now James is pissed with Jeff mm-hmm. because Jeff went through with his plan to go get some other land near Texas mm-hmm. and the Oklahoma border. And now Jeff is going on with that, but he cut Jeff right on the body of that shit. Yeah. So uh, as a matter of fact, I got, I got a clip of that right now where they're kind of talking about that. Let me play this real quick. We are looking at some
0: little Tiger Cubs. Look at them. They're so cute. Kind of a perfect afternoon for me, if you ask. Um, so and you guys are actually moving locations here pretty soon, right? We are. We're going to
1: close this facility down as soon as we get the new one down in Thackerville built. Yeah. We're building it. It's just a slow process. Takes us to that zoo down in Thackerville. That was my idea, but things started to sour. Jeff Lowe didn't really care who he screwed. I think James's mentality was, he says, look, he says, you came to me with a problem of Joe. He says, I helped you out. Jeff would be indicted if it wasn't for me. I'm the one that got Jeff the deal. And he says, I stuck my neck out for you, and why wouldn't you put my name on your zoo? And I said, you know what, James, it just doesn't work like that. I think the cages will start just the other side of those trees. All right. So yeah, like, interestingly enough, Joe was the one who introduced James to Jeff, and then they get together to fuck Je- uh, to fuck up, you know, fuck Joe out of his out of his zoo, and now Jeff is fucking James out of that out of that new zoo. Yeah. So like, man, this is 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 real sordid. It's real foul. It's real just just shady, man. It's just just shady, and this is like again. Although Joe is a shady character himself, you there's something about how this played out that kind of makes you feel a little bit sorry for him finding himself in this predicament. As much as I don't necessarily, you know, I mean, I don't necessarily care for Joe all that much, but it's just like, oh, yo, you kind of feel sorry for the guy having to deal with the, like this level of shadiness around him at all times, especially when he thought Jeff was coming in as like sort of an ally to help him with that Carol Baskin thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like it's tricky because like while I feel bad for him, it's like, dang, like you should be punished, especially like in this episode, we kind of do get to see him like addressing uh, feeling bad for some of the mistreatment of the animals. Yeah. And like we kind of do get him like kind of admitting to like, you know, I when he was talking about the two uh, chimpanzees. Yeah. How they've been in the cage yeah. next to each other for, like, 10 years. And then, you know, he finally moved them, gave, you know, I don't know if he sold them or gave them to a different zoo-type place. And mm. they, like, were running to each other, hugging each other and stuff. And he's kind of tearing up, like, did I deprive them of that for 10 years? And I'm like, yeah, nigga.
1: Yeah, you, you did. did. <laughs> like, bang, You did. Straight talk to t- TV, like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> you did.
0: You know, and he's kind of, like, looking back on everything that's happened, like... Damn.
1: Damn, dog. <laughs> and you know, they did something interesting. Like, they waited towards the end of this series to kind of show Joe... Before it was like Joe Exotic. hmm They tried to show him, like, when he first got into it and how much love and care he took towards the animals. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, how much that, like, that focus changed towards, like, they just became a means of making money for him. Yeah. And he cared less and less for the animals. And to some degree... It can kind of explain, like, his staff. um, The way that the staff kind of turned on Joe.
0: Yeah, because a lot of them were in it for the animals. And they felt, you could tell, they felt like a certain loyalty. Yeah. To, um, just to the animals. And they had their, like, favorites. And, like, their animals that they really considered theirs. Because, I mean, they probably raised them up as a, like, from a, Baby, yeah, and then they cared for them. They're with them, you know all day, every day,
1: yeah,
0: and they're kind of just on the side of the animals, and they just put up with Joe and the whole rest of the whole craziness, just
1: yeah, it was um, and that, and it it also kind of explains why they were so willing to go before like the judge and uh like they were diamond him out.
0: And I, but I think part of that is like, I was kind of thinking about that earlier, that part of that is they were there for the animals. Not necessarily like their loyalty was more so to the animals. Mm-hmm. Not to Joe Exotic. Yeah. But when you're threatened with like, if you don't testify, you're going down for the mistreatment of these animals. You're going to get yeah. it. So they were like, fuck it, I'll testify. Because their loyalty really wasn't you know what I'm saying? To him. I'm sure that they cared. And maybe they did have like a kind of like a dysfunctional family type relationship. But like, if you told them, look, either testify or you get papers drawn up against you. Yeah. <laughs> they asked us for show. Sure like, well, time to testify. Yeah.
1: Joe only had one guy really <clears throat> outside of his, his third husband. He only had one guy that was like kind of in his corner the entire time, and I was the guy that had the the prosthetic legs.
0: I mean, the other guy with the long hair.
1: Nah, he 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 flipped on Joe. He flipped on him. He went into he went into the courtroom and told them he saw Joe specifically like shoot those animals in the head.
0: I mean, so did the prosth- the guy with the prosthetic. Yeah, but legs. the prosthetic
1: leg got they didn't he didn't testify. As a matter of fact um one of his biggest complaints was like yo i was one of the people that was like i was like one of the head zookeepers why didn't they want to talk to me
0: Well, why did he go to court oh he just went it was I, i'm trying to think what because i thought he went and he was he, like i had to buy pants
1: <laughs> yeah he bought pants i think he was just to like attend but they didn't i don't think he actually testified the guy oh, with I the long hair was the one that went in there and testified, yeah but and then
0: he was and, like and,
1: broken up about it and, well yeah he was broken up about it but Because I think there was that loyalty to the animals and he felt probably bad that he stood aside while that thing, while those things were going on. You know what I'm saying? He probably felt bad that he allowed that to go on in retrospect, like, man, how do I allow myself to, like, as much as I love these animals, how much, how did I allow myself to step aside and allow these things to happen? Yeah. Where the other guy with the prosthetic legs was pretty much like, yo, my job was to keep Joe out of trouble. I don't know if I can get Joe out of this. Yeah. But then he was frustrated with the fact that, you know, nobody of authority really wanted to talk to him. He was like, and I was one of the head zookeepers. Why wouldn't they want to talk to me? Right. About everything that was going on at the zoo. And so, um, I think, like I said, I think it was him and Joe's third husband. Uh, I think his name is Justin. No, it's not Justin, whatever his name is. Passage. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. There's so many J names, man. Um, But yeah, it was pretty much that was going on now. uh, Like I said, we know that Joe pretty much kind of got set up. Um, James Garrison actually kind of talks about the plot or he kind of lays out the plot as to how he, Alan Alan Glover, and Jeff Lowe, um, you know, set this whole thing up. So I'm going to go ahead and play this clip here real quick.
0: So how involved was Jeff Lowe in plotting this whole plan to kill
1: Carol? All right, you're not going to show this to the defense attorney when I like, lay it all out? <laughs> don't you know, you don't free that motherfucker. No. <laughs> um, so basically what happened is Jeff Lowe helped put the thing together. And because he obviously knew about it, because Jeff Lowe told me on the phone that he was going to use Alan Glover. Joe, he offered me money to go and murder that lady. First it was 5,000, but the only thing he'd come up with was three grand. So I took that and I ran. Remember, this is about getting Joe in trouble, getting him locked up for what he did.
0: They would have to fucking promise me not to fucking lock my ass up for that.
1: Right. I think they could do do the same thing with me before they give me immunity. They want to meet with me and make sure that what I have to tell them is good enough for a conviction. Once that happens, then they say, okay, well, here's your, deal." here's what we'll do for them. And they'll have to do the same thing with you. Now, the trial begins on Monday, March 20th. All right. So, yeah, they already, like, they've already turned state's evidence. They're already, like, plotting on, you know, here's what you got to do. Tell them this. And this is what we're going to do in order to get up out from up under this. So, that's the answer that we, were. I think, a lot of folks are kind of looking for. And that, like, how in the fuck are these two dudes not locked up? Right. Because that was the first thing I was thinking. They're like, yo, how are they not locked up considering that they were a part of the whole thing of like looking up the bike path, trying to figure out where that lady lived, telling them, well, like, you know, um, you know, you can shoot her on this bike path if, you know, you take this angle or whatever. Like, how did those, how did they end up not getting anything out of the, on, on the flip side of this?
0: Right. I don't know. No? well I mean obviously they're federal informants that yeah so the thing is like that's a pretty pretty lopsided deal you know what I'm saying like because some of the same charges that Joe is locked up for like the endangerment of the 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 mistreatment of the animals and like euthanasia and whatever else like some of those same charges I'm sure that at least Jeff Lowe could
1: could be charged with Well, I think the other part of it too is, um, you know, there's this, um, not even just like on some, you know, their state's attorney or their state's evidence or, you know, you know, state's witnesses or whatever. But I think there's the, um, fuck, (laughs) I hate when that happens. Oh man. I just lost my train of thought. Oh, that sucks. Well, that sucks. Well anyway. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, man. I'm oh fuck. It's gonna come back to me later, um, when I'm not thinking about the shit and I'm gonna be mad as hell. But um not only that, so um Jeff Lowe, Alan Glover, James Garrison, all kind of a part of this plot to like set Joe up. But at the same time, like no, it goes back to the whole thing we were talking about before. Like it did it never made sense. <clears throat> For Joe to trust Alan Glover with this hit when we know that Alan Glover did not like Joe.
0: Right. And I'm thinking to myself, did, did Joe know that Alan Glover doesn't like him? I mean, they had like a little bit of a squabble. Like he would call and say, and he told me he don't work for me. He works for you and blah, 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 blah. Like he said that. But like, did I wonder, did Joe know the extent to which Alan Glover did not like him?
1: Well, not only that, now you think about that, right? So Joe was already complaining, like, yo, this guy asked him to do something. He act like he can't do it. He tells me he can't work for me. He, he's not working for me. He works for you. And then Jeff is like, yeah, he does work for me. Right. But suddenly it's everything is honky dory for me to go ahead and go do this hit real quick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so it's almost like an, um. and this is what I was thinking about, like an entrapment.
0: Mm-hmm
1: right like okay so the government wants to get him on you know there's this murder for hire plot but in order for us to get this murder for hire plot we got to put people in motion in order for this to even happen so yeah we're gonna go ahead and set him up and say yeah we'll do it yeah you know what i'm saying and then become you know you know witnesses against him in this in this um in this trial it's like wait a minute man y'all Y- y- y'all were part of the whole shit though, like so that's why I'm saying like it's it it's weird how they like allowed these dudes even though they were you know um, they were um, witnesses or government witnesses that they allowed that for that to happen. Now the other the flip side of that is, and this is where like you know Joe kind of points out here, like they pretty much got up there on the stand, or at least Allen got up there on the stand and lied through his teeth. <laughs> yeah. Lied through his teeth. So I got that clip here, too. Let me play this real quick.
0: Why wasn't Alan Glover confronted about lying on the stand? Like that story about going to Florida. It never happened.
1: Well, there were mixed stories, but Alan apparently testified that he actually came to Florida. So I believe him.
0: We had phone recordings to prove that Alan never went to Florida. I didn't go to fucking camera. What the hell I wanna go there for? I wasn't wanna kill no motherfucking body. He could have gave me a million fucking dollars I went, went, went and killed that fucking one that's enough. I wouldn't even went to fucking Florida on a vacation.
1: apparently I chickened the fuck out and didn't make it there. Lying under
0: Louis is supposed to mean something. They should be charged with perjury.
1: And you would think that it would be a mistrial. But that didn't happen. It didn't lead to a mistrial. He got found guilty. He got 22 years.
0: Yeah. And it was like, I think this is the second time that Alan Glover said, well, apparently I chickened out. <laughs> 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 nah, nigga. You was never going.
1: <laughs> apparently I chickened out. Like, nah. It like, allegedly. Right. You know what I'm saying? nigga, started speaking in that legalese and shit. Like, you've you been, you been talking in this gibberish the whole damn show. Suddenly you get this motherfucking legal jargon going on but yeah so it's like yo they set him up they commit perjury on the the stand and everything and yet and still they're you know they out here free and clear and I think that's just kind of fucked up I think think both he and Jeff Lowe deserve to be locked up now James Garrison kind of like an ancillary like you know tool in this whole thing only reason, not like I said, I only think I th- the only reason I think that dude is even talking right now is because he pissed at Jeff Lowe because Jeff Lowe fr- froze him out of that new zoo.
0: He was also the first person that the feds kind of got to, yeah, because they already had him on this charge of getting this this lemur or something. Mm-hmm. So they already had him, and they told him like, listen, this charge can go away. Because it was, you know, not that important to them. If you become an informant for us. And he's like, all right. He became an informant. So then he kind of spread the whole informant you know he kind of had everybody yeah, yeah. jump on the whole and informant you
1: want to be an informant you can be an informant
0: <laughs> and then Jeff Lowe also he you know when he went he left and he went to Vegas, Vegas he had gotten in trouble yeah and he's like he didn't want to get in any more trouble he, he couldn't. couldn't really get in any more trouble so then it was probably I'm, easy to get him to be you know yeah
1: when he came back he like oh I can't wait to talk right <laughs> you know so you got that thing but here's the other thing that I thought was um that I thought was interesting about, like, that whole scenario. So, remember the guy, like, you remember the guy that, um like, okay, so Jeff is doing this whole new, this whole new uh, zoo and everything. Yeah. He didn't have James a part of that, but he brought this other guy in. Yes. To help him with that. And the guy is talking about he's bringing over a million dollars in animals with him. And he's over there. He's like on the on the, the earth mover and she's moving fucking dirt around. He's like, I got all this earth to move. And there's just one person doing it. And I'm working 16, 17 hours a day, seven days a week. And it started off like, yeah, me and Jeff Lowe are business partners. Mm-hmm. Before the end of this episode, this motherfucker mad at Jeff Lowe.
0: And Jeff Lowe even said it. He's like, people start off real good with me, and it always ends bad. <laughs> like, no, because it it's you. You, dog. Who is the common denominator? In all this bullshit. <laughs> you.
1: Yeah, man. So uh, Jeff Lowe finds himself. I don't even know if that new zoo is even like a thing now. Yeah. Like whether or not he found another investor. <laughs> so to speak because I think at, at this point man your reputation has got to be like shit it's got to be dirt out here in these streets like, like nigga. I ain't Jeff Lowe nigga I ain't right. with him you see what they? you see what happened to Joe I mean you yeah and happened?
0: then they said that Doc Antle's place got raided in the middle of the night
1: Ah, at the end I'm gonna get to that as a matter of fact that's my next part so we know Joe's locked up uh and he's pretty much just like he's out the game man like 22 years he he he's in federal prison um so joe turns into like he he turns into a, a snitch pretty much joe went frank lucas on everybody joe turned on everybody he like if I, he like well fuck it if i got to be in here everybody going to be in here that's the real head of the CMB huh? right <laughs> <laughs> so Joe locked up. He's like, man, I got so much information, I can shut all of them down. And I'll be damned if this nigga don't go to PETA, of all places, to start transferring information, telling them about who's trafficking what, who's doing what at their parks, all kinds of shit. So, um, I got this clip here where his, uh, his husband is going to the storage unit to go get this information so they could turn this shit over to PETA. What
0: kind of permits? Transfer papers for animals. Did I ever dream that Peter would be my ally right now? Fuck no, but I'm done with the animal world, so let's just shut all the troublemakers down. Joe was public enemy number one for my department. But we went to the jail where he's held in Oklahoma, and we met with Joe and his attorneys for two days. He was able to share information with us about wildlife trafficking in the United States, the abuse of animals that's going on behind the scenes, and by a lot of the players. So here's one to Doc Antle. Two male tigers. Stop. Oh, that's bad.
1: <laughs> he snatched that shit so quick. He did. He like, Stop. Don't.
0: He snatched it real quick. He snatched that
1: hand. shit so quick, but like I guess like it's is interesting though, right? Cuz he was snitching on Doc Antle too. So I don't know why like that I don't know why at that particular moment why they felt like we didn't want that information getting out when yeah, he he was snitching on him too. Like he talked about um you know Doc Antle was supposedly euthanizing uh, like, tiger cubs, after they got too big, he would euthanize them in, like, a gas chamber and then, like, cremate th- their remains on a crematorium that's on his on his property.
0: Ugh! Like, I think it was more so because if... Like, so if you are going to be a snitch or you are going to turn in some paperwork and stuff like that, and these people are people that... Like considered you kind of a friend, or you weren't really beefing with them. You don't want them to know because it's not like Peter is gonna say, "Well, Joe Exotic gave us all this paperwork." I and don't blah, know. Blah,
1: blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I think Peter probably would say that. Peter ain't nec- like they call themselves people for the ethical treatment of animals, but at the same time, some of the ways that they act out here ain't necessarily like ethical.
0: I mean, yeah, I get that, but like I'm just saying, like even just in general. You know, if you're giving, you dump all your files and give them to somebody, you might not really want. And he knew, and probably, and the husband or whatever knew that they were filming. Probably, if it wouldn't have been on film, he yeah. probably wouldn't have really cared. Yeah. But he knew that he was being that he was being filmed, so he probably just didn't. You know, you just don't want to be all out there.
1: Pod, and the producers of this show being shaded in the motherfucker and keeping it like, "Oh, keep that shit, <laughs> right? right? But uh, no, so like. Think about this, though, because, like, of all the people, of all the other, like, park owners, Mm -hmm. supposedly, like, Doc Ansel was probably the most diplomatic towards Joe. Yeah. You know, like, if you think about all the commentary that he was giving around what was going on with, you know, his zoo and, like, the the shit that he found himself in with Jeff Lowe and Carol Baskin, like, uh, of all of the other park owners, Doc Ansel was probably his only, like, sort of ally because he would never really say anything bad towards Joe. I think the only thing he, like close to bad that he said about Joe was like, well, he ain't the brightest.
0: I mean, he also was very, he was just very diplomatic and careful about the things that he said. Yeah, Like he was like, when they asked him about Jeff Lowe, he was like, I, nope, I don't know. Only
1: allegedly <laughs>
0: have no idea. You know, he or asking him about Carol and stuff like he, he didn't want to be on, ca- caught on camera saying, you know, much of anything bad.
1: But it also kinda came across very clearly that he did not he was not a fan of Jeff Lowe. Right. Yeah, it was very clear that he was not a fan of Jeff Lowe. And of course none of these none of these guys are, were fans of uh Carol Baskin. Yeah. Um so there's that. But um yeah man, um that's it. Joe Exotic is blocked up for twenty two years. Um Carol Baskin still out here doing Carol Baskin things. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yo, so that's the other part too. Like, um, so they've talked about them. Re, I don't know if the case was ever closed, but they were talking about because of the notoriety that this series has gotten, that they are talking of. They were they were looking for new leads into the disappearance of Carol's uh, second husband, um,
0: or what
1: her first husband? Oh, no, her, was her second oh, yeah, husband. Her second remember husband. she was like yeah. married and she had a kid already before yeah. she met. I uh, was it Joe. Joe Lewis? That's Joe, Joe Lewis. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know his name. I forget his name. But yeah, so they were already talking about that. Um, do you think they'll ever like find anything substantial no. around that baby? Think no. she's getting away scot free on that one?
0: I think also you gotta think about it. Probably because she's super she's pretty wealthy, the amount of land. That she has. Mm-hmm. It would take so much funding and whatever else to search it to dig up all that land. So even if there was something for them to find, I don't think they're going to find it.
1: Yeah, It's been a long time. And now, I too. also
0: don't think that he's dead. So there's that.
1: Oh, well, there you go.
0: So, like, I don't I like I my theory is that they made an agreement. And that nigga is off in Costa Rica. That
1: nigga's in Costa Rica with Pop drinking pina coladas. Like, nah, I mean, Tupac <laughs> is dead.
0: But he is, he is off somewhere doing his thing. He just ain't want to be bothered no more, so...
1: Yeah. So, um, overall, baby, what would you give, like, if you had to rate this series? What I don't... Would you give? There's
0: no... There's no rating you can give this series. No? <laughs> there's just no rating to me. I think... I think if you're really sensitive about animals and stuff like that, it's something... I wouldn't say like I wouldn't recommend. I think if you're bored and you're on social distancing quarantine like us, you
1: wouldn't a, even give it a quarantine rate.
0: No, I think no. it's a it's a roller coaster of a of a ride. I think if you're if you could watch it just for like the laughs and just for like the um just for just the sheer like craziness of it, then okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I there's no way I can rate it. I mean. A lot, And, you know, a lot of people are suggesting, like, if you liked Tiger King, you have to watch this movie called The Wild and Wonderful Whites or something. Yeah,
1: I've seen that, too.
0: And I'm like, I don't want But to.
1: truthfully, truthfully with that, though, babe, I think, like, black people love watching white people be just fucking ignorant.
0: I mean, you I th- know, my guilty pleasure TV show is Roseanne because See, we like to watch like white people like oh so they fucked up just like they yeah, say we
1: are no nah, but I, I think that's the, the attraction to like you know some of these shows is like man cause like one of the things I thought was very interesting and a lot of folks have kind of made this point too. Is it like, yo, man, all this fuck shit going on, and that damn black person was nowhere around? <laughs>
0: like, they show. I remember them showing one black person, and I and it was weird because he was so out of place. He was at the rodeo when Joe yeah. was campaigning. He was sitting on the fence with like the other cowboy people. Well, you know, they got
1: some black. Now, I know there's, there's black ones.
0: cowboys, but it's just like the one black person, you know. And then they showed, and I guess that was in the last episode where they're at some kind of like carnival or. Fair he or something for, he and he's governor. he's like there's black people there but they're definitely not a part of this whole situation yeah
1: they were just like people that he met you know like the they were innocent bystanders like but then on top of that you juxtapose that with this nigga joe on fucking uh like they had a clip of this nigga talk <laughs> he, he mad that he can't say nigga yeah <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> and people found that we're like oh uh, so this is the nigga y'all want free like actually like it doesn't surprise me at all that this damn it is hillbilly from oklahoma <laughs> the one so bad to say the n word. Yeah, like this doesn't surprise me at all. He ran as a fucking libertarian, man. Come on. So, um, yeah, but that's I I would give it a rating, probably about four stars, only because wait, give this the quarantine curve. No, oh my God, gotta give it the quarantine curve because I don't know I don't know if I would have necessarily even thought to watch this shit had it not been for the fact that you know we at home
0: yeah i mean it's it's definitely my kind of, it's
1: it wouldn't have been like on my like one of my first things to like oh i got to check this out like it was yeah. not nowhere near close to that so i think the fact that you know i watched it has a lot to do with the fact that yo we at home and then too like people were talking about it because they at home yeah and so i think there's the quarantine curve and so i'll give it not four stars three and a half
0: i mean it's like it's my kind of thing because i'm always as whenever i just like am too much too in my head and like too just just in my head you know i like to watch something about like someone who like some people who are like completely opposite yeah as me just it makes me just think about like this is a big ass world and there are so many different like underworlds and black markets and different kinds of things that like we have no
1: clue about (laughs) the other part about this that i think is interesting is that in watching, st- you know, in watching stories like this, like you'll find yourself sympathizing with people you wouldn't necessarily sympathize with. Yeah. Um, and you, because they show all the frailties of how these people are living their life, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, although you may not necessarily agree with them on, you know, certain issues, especially certain shit politically. Yeah. You know, sometimes, I, and I know I'm guilty of this a lot, uh, like kind of writing folks off, you know, if they present a certain way. And, um, not to say that I'm like, you know, I want Joe Exotic to be out of jail or nothing, but I'm just saying like, you sort of kind of can sympathize with a person being in a situation, um, that they don't really know how to get out of. And And they don't really understand how they got there. Yeah. And they were manipulated into, to some degree into being in that position. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. But, uh, yo, that has been the Tiger King on the Baywatch podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this series. Hope you guys enjoyed these reviews. Uh, We will be back with some more shit soon. We got to figure out what we're going to watch next. And we will talk to you guys then.
0: Bye, cool cats and kittens.
1: She really did that, (laughs) y'all. Peace out.
0: Oh.